0: Hello, church family. Welcome to the Calvary Chapel Le Grand Sunday morning service.
1: Well, good morning. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I can't say that it's not a little bit awkward not having you guys stand and, and do worship with us this evening as we're preparing this message and this worship service for tomorrow morning to be streamed live. But it's still a blessing that we get to connect. And technology sometimes, um, I think we don't like it, but in this day, and this time where we have to be quarantined, so to speak, or socially distant at least, it's nice to be able to connect. And so this morning I wanted to share something. We did some devotions like we do before every worship set. Summer shared out of 1 John. That was really sweet. And it made me think of where we have been studying out of Psalms. Psalm 19 um, reads like this, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament show His handiwork. Day unto day utter speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them He has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of His chamber, and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of heaven and its circuit to the other end, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, and the testimony of the Lord is sure, making the simple wise. I was thinking of this and tying it to what Summer was talking about, the light of the world as God being this light that penetrates. And so much of what we see around us right now feels maybe like darkness or chaos or disorder. And I feel like when I think of the sun and I think of the psalm and the sun rising over the mountains, it's like order in the day. It's like a new day and it's penetrating through everything. The bridegroom, um, as it explains there, as David explains it, coming over the mountains and saying, I'm here. I'm here to remind you of my power. I'm here to remind you of my goodness. I'm here to remind you that I break through the darkness. And we were talking about this with my kids as Amanda and I were going through this psalm, and we were thinking of a hot July day or a hot August day in which you can't hardly escape the heat. And I'm just reminded right now that in the midst of the coronavirus and being separate, that God penetrates through all that. He breaks through all of that. His heat touches us. It reaches us. My phone um, lately has been by my bedstand, and when it goes off, I almost always think it's the hospital. But this morning, I had a brother text me and say that in the midst of these crazy times, he led somebody to Jesus, that God had been breaking down walls in his life and maybe using even this time that we're in this time of uncertainty to make him begin to turn towards the things of the Lord. And I think that if we can focus not on the tangible things, not the temporal things this morning, but on eternal things, that there's always been a bigger battle than what we have in front of us. It's a spiritual battle for the hearts and souls of men and women. And that is where our focus needs to be, that this is a time that if we remember that Jesus is working, that sun is penetrating and reaching through the darkness, that people will come to know Jesus. And we get to worship the one who breaks down all barriers that we might become one in Christ Jesus. So what a blessing. I pray that Summer and Jesse this morning would just be able to, even though it is kind of awkward in front of a camera and not having you guys here, that they'll be able to just share from their hearts what God has put on their hearts, and that as we worship now, you'll be able to join us in a real spirit of worship from your couch, from your bed, wherever you might be this morning, as we uh, just join together and praise his name. Lord, we just thank you, God, that we get together This evening, though, people will be uh, praying with us in the morning. God, you're just so faithful. You're so good. All week long, we've been reminded, though we start to panic, though we get anxious, though oftentimes we're checking all the latest statistics on the coronavirus, I pray that over and over again, it would be your word that settles us. Over and over again, as we seek your face, you would give us the peace that surpasses understanding. And that this morning, as we worship together, it would refocus our minds that we are eternal creatures created for your glory. And because of what you've done on the cross, we have hope that is outside of this world. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: of your pro
1: Thing we can always say, Lord, day in and day out, is you remain the same and you are always good to your children. We want to remember who you say you are in your word, that you are the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end. You are our strong tower. You are the lion of the tribe of Judah and yet the lamb of God, the lover of our souls, the rising sun the one who is good to us. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. As Summer and Jesse share a message with us this morning, we pray that you'd fill them once again with your spirit. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Good morning. Thanks for joining us. We wanted to let you guys know how much we miss you, and even though it's only been a few days, um, we already miss getting together and fellowshipping in person with you all. Uh, I know Dad feels the same, Pastor Rob. He was planning on giving the message tonight or Sunday morning, but he is actually home quite sick, and so is Mom. So if you guys could be lifting them up in prayer, we would really appreciate it.
3: We want to start out this morning uh, and just provide some announcements and some updates on the church services for uh, at least the next couple weeks. And uh, before we do that, just wanted to read a section of scripture from Romans and that kind of talks about at least my point of view on uh, why we're going to online services and remote services. And so the passage is Romans 13 verses one through seven, and it says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For because of this you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers, attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, and customs to whom customs are due. Fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. And so it's our hope this morning that uh, we will, as a body, um, do our best to be subject to the governing authorities. And right now the state of Oregon has some orders in place that are restricting us getting together, and so we are just going to adjust. We are staying very committed, though, to our mission of giving God's Word away. That's always been the mission here at Calvary Chapel, and it remains our mission. And I just want to share with you guys the verse that's on our bulletin every Sunday morning, Hebrews 4.12. It says, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart.
0: All right, on to a couple announcements. Sundays uh, will be online. Obviously, you know that if you're joining us now, at least for the next couple weeks. Hopefully, Pastor Rob will be with us next week and be teaching from the Book of Philippians. We're going to continue to post our services at 10.30 a.m. each Sunday until this time has passed. Uh, at this point, we're also going to host a Facebook watch party and then um, we will be putting the sermons into podcast format also we're working on creating a backlog of audio files so that when you subscribe to our podcast you'll be able to hear a a library of the past uh, few months worth of sermon we want to encourage you guys to check the website for updates as we move along as far as what's canceled what we're doing how to contact us that sort of thing our website is www.cclegrand.com. Sunday school, um, right now, teacher Don is working on getting the kids' curriculum mailed to them be available for pickup or dropped off to them if you're interested in doing Sunday school at home with your children. The packets for today, March 22nd will be delivered to you at the beginning of this week, but the packets that are going to be for Sunday, March 29th will be coming out right after that. So they'll be back to back. Um, tithes and offerings, we're trying to get it set up on our website uh, so that you, if you'd like to donate and tithe um, via online giving, you'll be able to do that. Of course, you can also um, mail it in, which is P.O. Box 280, Legrand, Oregon 97850 to Calvary Chapel Legrand. Grande. Um, at this point, once Dad gets feeling better, he is going to be hosting office hours here for people that would like to come in and receive counseling or prayer. Tuesdays noon and Thursdays, noon to 5.
3: All right, and the plan on Wednesday nights for now, uh, it's it's still a little bit up in the air to be determined. Um, But the plan is to continue to have service uh, since we typically have less than 25 people on Wednesday night that could change shortly as of monday Um, sounds like there may be some new executive orders coming out of the governor's office on monday so again check the website to stay up to date on uh, wednesday service as far as the youth group on wednesday we have already canceled our uh, meeting here at church for youth group and we are going to do some form of an online bible study for youth group It'll be seven o'clock on Wednesday. Uh, I've let all the kids know that I'll be in touch with them to let them know what format we're gonna use. Um, But we will get together and do a Bible study remotely and see how that goes for youth group uh, for the next few weeks at least. Uh, Monday night men's Bible study. uh, Just spoke with Rick and the plan is to go and cancel the men's Bible study for the next few weeks Uh, again. go to our website for updates, or if you have Rick's number, you feel free to text him and uh, he can keep you up to date on the plans for men's Bible study. But for now, it's canceled for the, for the next few weeks. Uh, Women's Book Club on Tuesday evenings has also been canceled until at least April 14th. Um, uh, I guess you guys all have the book. Uh, it's called Placemaker by Christy Pirafoy And so you can be reading that book and and moving ahead with that book, Uh, but they will not be meeting on Tuesday evenings. And then as Summer mentioned, uh, once Pastor Rob gets feeling better, he will hold some regular office hours here at the church on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 to five.
0: And if you wish to be notified about updates concerning Women's Bible Club, what is it, Book Book Club, Club. Women's Book Club and Men's Bible Study, and Amanda or Rick doesn't have your number, you can always send us your information via the contact form on the website.
3: Great, and with that, just wanted to provide a couple verses, uh, one that's been on my heart and one that's been on Rhonda's heart. And uh, the first one is Philippians uh, chapter four, verses six and seven, really well-known verse. Uh, It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And that really is my heart and prayer for everyone this morning, that uh, even in the midst of something that's new, potentially scary, uh, that we would just not be anxious about anything and that we would have this peace that just doesn't make sense. It surpasses all understanding, and it's just the peace of God that is going to guard our hearts and minds through Christ. Uh, Rhonda also wanted to share with all of you 2 Timothy one seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I was also thinking about Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. In the middle of this section of scripture where Jesus is encouraging his followers not to worry. Uh, He's telling them not to worry about what they'll eat or drink or where. He stops and he says, but first seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So in the midst of a a potentially scary time, we were instructed by Jesus to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And so, you just want to encourage everyone watching this morning if you are in need of prayer, please do message us. You can reach us on the website, uh, like Summer mentioned. Um, you can give us a call if you've got our, our cell phone numbers, or if you have a prayer request that you would like the whole body here at Calvary Chapel to be praying for, you can continue to email those to Rhonda at rrrudd at fmtc.com now that is a crazy email address so one more time rrrudd at fmtc.com and once Rhonda gets your prayer request via email she then circulates those to the whole uh prayer chain and the body of christ will be praying for you um One more verse from Ephesians, you guys, uh, Pastor Rob just finished up this book, and and I'm finding a lot of encouragement going back and reading some of the verses. Ephesians 6.18 encourages us to be praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So just some encouragement. If you've got some extra time on your hands over the next few weeks because you've been quarantined or... um, you're working from home, just encourage you to really be prayer warriors and uh, be praying about those opportunities to be a, a light for Christ during this time.
0: All right, that said, um, we're going to be reminding you guys to be in prayer for Pastor Rob and Don as they get feeling better, uh, the Weemses and the Lindsays, and um, Kathy and Josette's health struggles and the stress that um, their families are under. Uh Along the same lines, we ask that you'd pray for Darlene Barker and just uh, also for the elderly and our fellowship and and all over right now that they would be uh, ministered to and protected and loved on. Uh, Amber and Dom's baby, Beckett, is currently um, waiting for surgery and the way that things are set up right now with the medical system and the It's just um, kind of a scary situation for them. So if you could keep them in prayer and their baby, his name's Beckett. And then for Wade and uh, all the medical care personnel that are working around the clock. And things haven't really even gotten super crazy in Union County as far as having the coronavirus in our county that much. But... Already, I know a lot of the medical care personnel are just going like mad, um, trying to prepare and and be wise with the resources they have, and it's really stressful, so keep them in your prayer. We want to encourage you to minister to your family. Uh, Use the curriculum we're sending out uh, to have Sunday school with your children. Spend Sunday mornings as a family, worshiping God God and studying His Word, and make some extra time for your family devotions and worship that maybe through all of this... um, we could actually come out of it, the other side, uh, closer to the Lord and stronger as a church body. Do you wanna pray?
3: Sure, That's, let's go ahead and pray before we get into God's word. Jesus, thank you so much for this time. God, thank you for um, just that peace that you've promised us, God. Uh, when, when the world is in turmoil and there's a lot of anxiety and stress, we just look to you to have a peace uh, that won't make sense to the world. God, it won't even make sense to us sometimes, but we know it's from you, and we thank you for that. God, we ask that you would now just use this time in your word to uh, bless us, to grow us, to equip us, God, and we thank you so much for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Well, this morning, Summer and I, um, as we prayed about what what we wanted to share from the word this morning, um, it became pretty clear that God had laid the the idea or the theme of wisdom on both of our hearts. And so we both have a a couple sections of scripture that we would like to run through with you guys really quick. Um, Probably be a pretty short message this morning, but if you want to start with us by turning to James chapter three, we're going to be reading James three verses 13 through 18. And I will start reading here. Verse 13, it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace." And so this is a chapter that actually we have been uh, just recently went through in in youth group. And as Summer and I were praying about things and God laid wisdom on our heart to, to speak about this morning, um, I thought of this section of Scripture. And, and I think most of you are familiar with the book of James, but James, of course, being Jesus' half-brother, is writing to Hebrew Christians in this book. And chapter 3 specifically is to teachers or, or rabbis. And really, I see this, um, you know, when the world is in ter- turmoil, when there's a lot of anxiety and stress, it's really an opportunity for us as Christians to step up and we can be leaders with wisdom. We can be Bible teachers to our neighbors, to our family and to our friends and to our co-workers. And so I thought this was a, a, an appropriate section for us to go over this morning. Verse 13, you guys, um, speaking of, of this wisdom, we're supposed to let it show by our conduct and our works done in meekness of wisdom. And so, you know, we have this opportunity now as Christians to be wise and to be understanding in the midst of this epidemic. And wisdom is a little bit like faith. Uh, James in in chapter two talked about a faith that works. And here in chapter three, he's talking about a wisdom that works. And just like faith, wisdom's invisible. It's it's not something that we can see or that we can feel, but it's manifested through our conduct and through our good works in the life of a believer. So I wanna really encourage you in that We've got this opportunity as believers to live uh, out this wisdom that's from above. Later on when we get to verse 17, I feel like verse 17 actually defines what meekness of wisdom is. And so we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to verse 17. But meekness isn't a word that we use often anymore, and I like the way that Chuck Smith always used to define it. He would say, if you you don't know what meek means, just put a hyphen right in the middle of the word, and you get me-ick. And it's kind of just this humbleness, right, that says, I I realize I'm not that special of a person, but I I have a wisdom from above that God's given me, and I'm going to let my life show that through my conduct in humility. And so we need wisdom, you guys, in these days to minister uh, to the people that God has put in our life, especially right now. And so just really want to encourage you guys to be smart about who you're in contact with, but also be praying for opportunities. You know, do you have some neighbors that this is a really scary time for them? Or what about your kids? What are they hearing uh, from their friends and and from their their, uh, teachers when they were at school? And and are they nervous about schools being closed and the coronavirus? Uh, what about your relatives? Do you have some relatives that this is probably a scary time for? And really be praying about those opportunities, how we as Christians can minister to them. And I think about, um, you know, being smart in the way we minister and, and how we interact, but also about Jesus and when he healed the leper. Uh, he wasn't afraid to go right up to the leper and touch the leper and, and provide that healing for him. Um, verse 14, you guys, starts to describe what earthly wisdom looks like and it says that it's self-seeking and <clears throat> it has bitter envy. And so, you know, just thinking about some of you that are out there shopping right now with your self-seeking, and it's creating this bitter envy in some of us, right? <laughs> because all of a sudden we're out of toilet paper, we're out of hand sanitizer and there's a lot of selfishness going on and it's uh, creating some envy on our part but um, in all seriousness, that's the wisdom that comes from the world is this selfishness, this self-seeking it creates bitter envy um, that literally those words literally describe someone who has just that fight-provoking manner about them everything they do is just what did
0: kind it me of when you said that.
3: I don't know. (laughs) Everything about them is just kind of, um, there's just an an anger and a selfishness that underlies everything. So, you know, in these scary times, those attitudes can really surface in a lot of people, that selfishness and that envy um, and a wisdom that's just earthly, sensual and demonic. And we're seeing that in a lot of people, they don't know how to handle this situation and the wisdom they have is a, is a earthly wisdom. And so what an opportunity, you guys, we have as believers to just live something that would just really contrast that earthly wisdom. We have a wisdom from above. We have access to that. We're told repeatedly throughout Scripture that all we need to do is ask for it, and God wants to give it to us. And so we have this opportunity to really shine, be a light in the darkness with this uh, wisdom from above. chuck says we can chuck smith in his commentary says we can really use these verses as just a litmus test in our own life if, if you're constantly finding yourself in strife and turmoil and stirred up and mad at this person and that person and 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 bad-mouthing this thing or that thing then you can know for sure that you are operating under an earthly wisdom um, and then in verse 16 you guys we're told that this earthly wisdom um, creates confusion. It says that where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 tells us that God is not the author of confusion. And I, I think it's probably safe to go on and assume then that if God's not the author, Satan probably is. And so in the midst of, again, confusion, we can bring truth. We can shine bright. We can contrast that. And then, like I said, verse 17 really defines meekness. What is meekness of wisdom? Well, it's first pure. And that word literally means it's lacking a sinful motive. And so the wisdom from above has no sinful motives to it. It is a pure, pure wisdom. It's peaceable, it's, it's gentle. And gentle, when you really dig into that word, it, it actually means that it's this ability to forgive even when uh, strict justice would be right. It would be justified, but you find this ability to forgive anyways. Uh, meekness of wisdom is willing to yield. It's not stubborn. It's full of mercy and good fruits, and Summer's going to go over the, the list of the fruits of the Spirit from Galatians in a little bit, and it's without partiality and hypocrisy, and so that really defines this meekness of wisdom, this wisdom from above that we so desperately need. And then verse 18, it's like it, it takes a magnifying glass and kind of zooms in on one of these fruits of the Holy Spirit, this fruit of righteousness. And, you know, thinking about the list from Galatians, righteousness isn't mentioned there as a fruit of the Spirit, but uh, some are suggested that maybe righteousness is the summation of all the fruits of the Spirit together. And so verse 18 focuses in on the fruit of righteousness, and it, and it calls us to be sowing peace and to be making peace. And so right now in the times that we're in, especially we as believers can be marked by those that are making peace and sowing peace in in our families' lives, in our own lives, and in the lives of those around us. Wanted to just close on, on what I was sharing about real quick by going to Proverbs chapter eight. So if you want to turn to Proverbs eight, I think Summer's going to start out of Proverbs too. So you'll be close to where she's going to start teaching or sharing this morning also. And I just want to read for you, uh, Proverbs chapter eight, verses one through 11. It says, does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand on the top of the hill, beside the way where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates, at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. To you, O men, I call in my voices to the sons of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence. And you fools, be of an understanding heart. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness, nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who understands, and right to those who find knowledge. Receive my instruction, and not silver, and acknowledge rather, and knowledge rather than choice gold, for wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. So just overall, I want to encourage everyone, if you've got... Uh, some time to be doing devotions with your family. Proverbs would be a great book to, to go through with your family. Uh, the book of, of wisdom where Solomon shares what God has taught him and shown him. <clears throat> and just want to highlight a couple of verses from that section. Again, kind of repeating what we talked about in James. but Verses six and seven tells us that when we open our mouths, truth should be coming out. You know, and it makes me think about what Pastor Rob always says. You know, when people... Uh, When we're speaking with people and they're asking us questions or they want to know our opinion about things, our response should always start with, Well, the Bible says, dot, 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 right? Uh, Let that truth come out of our mouths. Ephesians 4 14 through 15 says, That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him all things, which is the head, even Christ." And so I know we talk about it a lot here at Calvary, but we should be marked by speaking the truth in love. And that comes from having that wisdom that comes from above. Uh, Verse 9, you know, um, tells us that when, when we're speaking with wisdom, it's going to be plain to him who has understanding, and it's going to be right to those who find knowledge. And I often find that when I'm trying to explain my opinion or my point of view on something that I have a hard time clearly communicating that. And it can come out confusing and not easy to understand. But when we have God's wisdom and we speak His truth, it's plain and it's right. And for those that want to understand and have the knowledge, it's easy to understand. That's the wisdom that's what God can provide us when we simply ask for that wisdom. And so, I, you know, the value of wisdom, verses 10 and 11, end with these, these encouragements to pursue wisdom over riches, right? And so I know, uh, I know a few people personally, and no doubt some of you that are listening this morning, Um, are in a scary place right now. Maybe you've been laid off or maybe uh, it's getting close to the place where you you think you're going to be laid off from work and you're not sure where your next paycheck is coming from or how you're going to pay your bills that are coming up in a week and a half. And I was encouraged by this, that God's wisdom is actually far more valuable than any silver, gold, or rubies. And, you know, it's one thing to say that, and it's maybe hard to hear it, but I would encourage folks to really meditate that on that and meditate on the value of wisdom in our life and how much encouragement we have throughout scripture to ask for it and pursue it. And so just wanted to close encouraging uh, all of you to dig into the book of Proverbs. I think Summer's gonna start in Proverbs chapter four and share a little bit more about wisdom with us.
0: It's true, I am.
3: <laughs>
0: okay. So, I, I would like everyone to open up to Proverbs chapter 4. starts out, Hear, o sons, the instruction of a father, and give attention that you may gain understanding, for I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instruction. When I was a son to my father, tender and the only son in the sight of my mother, then he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast to my words, keep my commandments, and live. So, the first thing that I want to point out and, and let me pause real quick before I get too much too far into this. And that is the reason I love that um, what Jesse shared and then where God led me today is just that when we hit these really crazy situations, that there's no earthly wisdom that can guide us forward. Um, the Bible is still so relevant. It's such a how-to manual. And so as we go through, I feel like God highlighted a few things to me as far as now what? Well, now Proverbs 4, as far as how you're going to wake up and behave tomorrow. The first one, you notice uh, he says that he got these things from his father. And so I want to encourage you that um, you have the chance to let your children and people around you, the people you're mentoring, the people you have contact, socially distanced, appropriate contact (laughs) with, learn through discussion, but mostly through osmosis, that they're, they're absorbing your energy, um, your tone, your example. i going to teach them far more than you preaching at them. It can, And it can complement. If you do happen to preach at them or teach them, your actions and your tone will complement that and, and let it go far deeper. The other thing was let your heart hold fast to my words, keep my commandments, and live. These are not one-time decisions. So, Oftentimes, when you see something like this and I'm feeling, you know, like life is going great, um, you you read something like this, oh, great, I I made a choice. I have decided to let my heart hold fast to these words, the end. But it's not that simple. Keep my commandments and live. Oh, good. Okay, I decided Monday morning, 8 a.m., to keep God's commandments and live. No, hard things will pop up, frustrating stuff will happen, and literally, it's a moment-by-moment decision. So I want to encourage you that some moments slip past us and they don't go well. And then you start over the next moment. But it's resolving in your heart to continually be making these decisions. So you're, you're resolving to create habits, to create a lifestyle of what's happening in your heart and um, what commandments you, you are going to follow. So let's, verse 5, let's read that. Acquire wisdom, acquire understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her. She will guard you. Love her and she will watch over you. I'm going to stop there real quick. When I do a Bible study, I love looking at the verbs. If I'm not sure exactly what I am supposed to gain out of that chapter or what application it has to my life, I usually start with finding the, the action verbs. So we have acquire, and we also have a negative of not forgetting, not turning away, not forsaking. I want to point out and remind myself that drifting towards the opposite is still a choice. So by not choosing to acquire wisdom, to acquire understanding, when you don't choose something, that's also a choice that has results in your life. And so it's important. I'm going to go ahead and continue. I feel like I could Pause on that for a whole Bible study. But verse 7 through 9, The beginning of wisdom is, acquire wisdom, and with all your acquiring, get understanding. Prize her, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. So it's not a, a guarantee. It's if you embrace her. She will place you, she will place on your head a garland of grace. She will present you with a crown of beauty. So here we are again. There's more action verbs to look for. Um, but this acquiring wisdom. And with all your acquiring, get understanding. In a time like this, may I recommend being prayed, praying to be filled with the Holy Spirit before you even watch the news, or look up, go to the CDC website and figure out recommendations and finding information and all this different stuff? Um, I find myself reading reports and papers and articles all throughout the day right now, this last week or two. But something that I am learning and I'm going to start now, especially after reading this and being convicted, that I need I need to read for understanding. I don't want to be following the whims of whatever exciting Facebook meme that gets me all upset or, uh, there's, or a little two-sentence blurb um, on my news alerts on my phone. Or I want to have understanding. I don't want to be emotionally reactive. And I really believe that the only way to go about that I'm I'm not a PhD researcher. I don't know how to sift through some of these truths from lies, but I know that God knows. And when I pray for His Holy Spirit, I pray for understanding before I even look at the news. Um, he promises to be with me. He promises to guide me. So that is one amazing thing about doing a Bible study right now when so many crazy things are happening is there's just so much practical application. So... What's the alternative? If we're not careful, these will be our main influences. So I just mentioned the two sentence headlines in the news, alerts on our phone, <laughs> the, the emotional Facebook memes, a panicked friend or family member, uh, a major news media outlet that makes more money the more you're freaked out, the more you scroll and look and click and rewatch and that's advertising dollars for them. So just take a deep breath, pray for the guiding of the spirit, and let him help you sift through things and then may i recommend there's a place and a time to just turn it off so that's okay too um here's my big idea for a hot tip aim for as much or more time in the word and in prayer than you have on the news and social media at this time i think that's something i'm going to begin implementing as tonight (laughs) so i'm going to go ahead and skip to verse 13 it says, "Take hold of instruction and do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life." Those are some serious verbs, right there. The understanding you're getting through this process of prayerful research—be methodical about it. When you read a—now, sp- uh, here's a very practical application. But when you read about a special guarding technique, does it pique your interest? Write it down. Um, make a step-by-step plan as to how you're going to make that happen. Is God putting specific people on your heart? Write them down. Intercede for them. Spend time praying for them. Call them. uh, Ask God if there's a specific way you're supposed to be supporting them. Are you getting good ideas about how to co-op with your neighbors for supplies, food, emotional support? Write them down, these ideas down as a goal, and break them into action steps. What can you do today, tomorrow, to start moving forward in something practical God may be placing on your heart as a way to care for your family and friends in a very real and practical way? So, when you start stepping out in these ways, expect resistance. That's why it's such an aggressive word there, guard her, for she is your life. You must guard this wisdom the Holy Spirit's leading you in. It's your life, spiritually and physically. So the thing that came to my mind um, while I was studying this was Esther 4 verses 14 through 16. So if you're... um, if you're one that's prone to like writing out verses and putting them on your fridge or p- memorizing them or just hanging on to promises from God, uh, scriptures that, that God gives you for calling, uh, things that he's wanting you to go forward with in your life. Esther 4, verses 14 through 16. Here you go. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, and you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not attained royalty. Here you go for such a time as this. Verse 15, Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go, assemble all the Jews who are found in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day, and I and my maidens will also fast in the same way. Thus I will go to the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. So, for such a time as this. You've been gifted, you've been appointed, you've been placed. Esther knew how to prepare, and that was to not run to whatever the Persian version of social media was at the time and get her friends' opinions, sit there and, you know, cry on their shoulders and freak out. It was, you know what, gather the troops, fast and pray. I know where my power comes from. It's from the prayers of the saints. It's from the Holy Spirit. When you're called to do something hard, sometimes it's better to, uh, I don't know, this is an old school word, phrase from the Bible, but gird your loins it's better to stop and really be armored up with your time with the lord with your prayer verse 14 do not enter the path of the wicked do not proceed the way of evil men avoid it do not pass by it turn away from it pass on for they cannot sleep unless they do evil and they are robbed of sleep unless they make someone stumble for they eat and drink the bread of wickedness and oh they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence so i just want you to take note that there's a list of negatives like we talked about before sometimes choosing not to do anything will lead you down the the path towards negativity Um, doing things that you never thought you'd do as a believer so you it's a choice you have to to choose to move directly towards the Lord now this is another amazing verse that popped out to me that I just it feeds my soul every time I read it and it has for 20 years but the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. That's pretty cool. I'm going to read it one more time. But the path of righteousness is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. Now I'm going to move forward in verse 23. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. That's another life verse to live by. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put devious speech far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead. Let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right nor to the left. Turn your foot from evil. So Jesse quoted Jack Smith earlier. Um, I grew up going to pastor's conferences and hearing him teach, so I'm going to quote him too. He says, You have to stay under the spout where the glory pours out. I always thought it was kind of corny and rolled my eyes, but now here I am saying it. When we're investing in our relationship with God, tenaciously pursuing wisdom, actively avoiding evil, goodness, righteousness, and wisdom will flow from you. So I love the fact that you're supposed to watch over your heart with all diligence, and then this fruit flows from you. It's this thing that has peace, that has righteousness, that that reflects God. We don't have to force it, but there is the actions that we talked about earlier, this pursuing and guarding of wisdom of the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Your heart will find its true north and peace because it's being soaked day and night in the presence of the Lord and his wisdom and his love. Which, by the way, if you're wondering, if you're on the right path, then stop and go read the fruits of the Spirit from Galatians 5, verses 22 through 25. And I'll wrap it up right here. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And I believe that Proverbs 4 is a bit of a tutorial in how your day-to-day life might look if you want to live out these verses. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So, these like Jesse said earlier, are crazy times. There's a lot to be fearful about, a lot to be overwhelmed by. Um, But it's so amazing that we serve a God that knows the beginning from the end, that knows us. And let me just tell you this. He cares specifically about you. I sometimes find that really hard to believe in my own life, but he does. He promises it, and you can hang on to it. It's true. And you can let that guide you forward so that your, your actions can reflect this desire to please a God that knows you and loves you. Did you have anything else you wanted to add?
3: I would just encourage you again to, to go back and, and look at some of those verses that we first talked about at the beginning, uh, specifically the one from Philippians where God encourages us to be anxious about nothing. And as we let our requests be known to Him, he promises to give us this peace that surpasses understanding. So, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I've struggled with a little bit of anxiousness, like everyone else, I'm sure. But ultimately, it's been pretty amazing to let God grant this peace that surpasses understanding, and I find myself being really excited about the opportunities that we, as the body of Christ, are going to have to minister uh, during this time. So really encourage you to be praying to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be speaking the truth in love and looking for those
1: opportunities to be a light in a really dark time right now.
0: Have a good morning. Have a good week. God bless you.
1: Lord, thank you so much, God, again for your word this morning. We want to praise you, close out this time together with worship, lifting your name up because you are worthy in Jesus name.
2: is on you cause
1: the end of that song. You're my hope when hope is gone. Let us find our hope and our peace in you, and let us shout it from the rooftops. Let us proclaim it in all of our days throughout, from the morning to the evening. God, as we're walking in the midst of people who have no hope, let us proclaim the hope that we have within us. Let them see it, Lord. Let it not just be words, but something that's emanating from us. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys have yourselves a great Sunday. Thank you for joining us.